Dietrich Bonhoeffer was a German theologian who during World War II was executed for his opposition to Hitler. Bonhoeffer once wrote, the only religion which is inseparable to society is the Christian religion. How right he was in saying that. For if we say that faith is only a personal and private thing, that the church should only speak about private but not public morality, we limit the scope of the gospel to individual salvation. We therefore forget the balance of the Bible and we're left with a God who is too small. A God who's concerned for my child when he's sick but cannot cope with the complexities of the National Health Service. A God who wants me to live at peace with my neighbour on my street but cannot cope with the conflict in Syria. I do not believe that this picture of such a cramped and limited God is the picture of the God we have in Scripture. We read in the Old Testament of a God who was not just concerned for the individual, such as Moses, but who was particularly concerned for a nation, for Israel, and for their dealings with other nations. Then in the Gospels, we see Jesus wrestling with the powers of evil, taking on not just sin and suffering in individuals, but also challenging the established powers of religion, challenging the state to such an extent that they felt they needed to combine in order to do away with him. When we move to the epistles, St. Paul says, Ephesians 6 and verse 12, For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. So, of course, we have a message for the individual, but that is not all the gospel. We must not privatize and individualize faith. For our God is also concerned with what society is like. Our God is concerned with the needs of the nations. Now, obviously, when it comes to us commenting upon issues in wider society, we have to admit that there are no quick solutions, no easy answers. This is a most difficult area in which to make a contribution. However, in so many areas of our national life, there is a feeling that there are deep problems and issues and that things are not quite right. For example, our health service is by and large staffed with committed and hard-working people. Huge amounts of extra money are being allocated to it. But there is a fierce debate as to how it's funded, whether or not it's delivering, and what the future might hold. Now in this and in all others contentious areas, the response is too often to lay blame. But laying blame serves no clear purpose. For at root, the problem with laying blame is that it deals with the symptoms, not the cause. 
And many Christians feel that the root cause of the discontent that so many feel about our society is that as a nation we have forgotten our Christian heritage and our Christian roots and forgotten also that we are answerable to God. So what can you and I do about it? I once read a quote from Bishop Desmond Tutu who said that if you want to eat an elephant, you have to do it bite by bite. You may think that you have little power and influence, but the history of the world tells us that in fact small opinions, small ideas, small resolutions can lead forward into a great flood tide of action. Martin Luther King had no plans to be a great social reformer. He wanted to be an academic theologian. But he happened to be a minister in a town where a woman happened to be put off a bus because she was black. And he happened to have the protest meeting about that at his church. And he happened to be asked to speak and a great tide was released which changed the face of America. So let me tell you four things that you as an individual Christian can do to change society. First of all, you can be concerned in a thoughtful way. Easy answers and simplistic phrases are no good at all. We need to enter into the struggle of thinking about what exactly is a just and godly society. What do we want to happen when we pray in the Lord's Prayer, your kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven? And the reason that we need to struggle with these issues is because Jesus took flesh and came to live among us. Jesus took this world seriously. Jesus took our human condition seriously. Jesus dirtied his hands in order to come and be where people are. And if that's what he did, and if we claim to follow him, then that's what we need to do as well. And then second, you can get involved. The Bible talks about believers as being like salt in the meal, leaven in the bread, light in the room. But to be those things, you need to be involved in what's going on around you. It's no good us Christians praying for a just and caring society if we're not involved in trying to create it. Therefore, voting in every election supporting pressure groups on issues that you care about, joining a political party perhaps. Your work for society is a crucial part of your witness and service to Jesus Christ. Third, you must persevere. The problems of the inner city will not vanish overnight. The injustices of racism will not suddenly be sorted out. 
The difficult issues of justice and fair trade will never be settled in just one treaty. We need to be in it for the long haul. And that takes courage, involvement and perseverance. But take heart, for God will be with you in it. And then fourth and finally, you can pray. Pray that those at the cutting edge may be kept faithful to their calling. Pray for wisdom as to where you might get involved outside of the church bubble. Pray for those things which are so dear to God's heart, for justice, mercy, and peace in our society and our world. The Bible teaches us that a nation which forgets God will end up in a disaster. Psalm 106 and verse 6 sums it up nicely. He gave them their heart's desire, but sent leanness to their soul. Judgment is the consequence of a nation forgetting God. For the purposes of God will not be defeated. The will of God will always eventually triumph. And in the hard slog we are called to engage in of seeking God's perfect will for our society, there lies our only hope. May God give us the vision and courage to be faithful in the tasks to which he calls us. And may each one of us be prepared to walk the path of discipleship. We sing the hymn, Have You Heard God's Voice?